Hello, you're attending to the ARC Poetry Podcast. I'm Joyali Islam, Poetry Editor of ARC Poetry Magazine. On this program, we invite one poet from the latest issue of the magazine to read their published poem on air and to engage in a conversation about how their poem came to be in the world, the impulses or creative processes behind it. Despite the fact that a poem's origins can sometimes, in some ways, be mysterious to its maker or makers, we will attempt this discussion. Today, my guest is Kevin Irie. Kevin's poem, Hierarchies, The Northern Harrier Hawk, was published in ARC 86, the summer 2018 issue of the magazine. Kevin Irie has published poetry in Canada, the States, Australia, and England. His poems have been broadcast on CBC Radio and have been translated into Spanish, French, and Japanese. He has also been longlisted for the 2017 CBC Poetry Prize, nominated for the Relit Award, and shortlisted for ARC's 2009 Poem of the Year contest. His book, Viewing Tom Thompson, A Minority Report, Frontenac House 2012, was a finalist for the Acorn Plantos People's Poetry Award, as well as the Toronto Book Award. He lives in Toronto. Hi, Kevin. Hi. It's nice to have you here. Well, thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So I'm wondering if we could jump in and hear your beautiful poem. Okay, with pleasure. Hierarchies, the Northern Harrier Hawk. In the mutual exclusion of habitat to shelter, the Harrier gives evidence enough to decide your final arbiter is always above you. Small creatures, mice, voles keep low in grasses. Their tracks just stop like the end of a sentence and a claw mark on dirt, like a signet on parchment, proves the weak do not live by their own ascent. When the hawk slowly circles above us, it flies the way we'd walk after dinner, taking its time after taking a life, held by the appetite that holds it aloft, holding no part of responsibility for whatever death is not yet its own. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm wondering if we could talk about how this poem arose. I think this poem, for me, arose out of three things, three links. One was literature, one was life, and the third element was luck, sheer luck. In terms of literature, I've always read poems about hawks by other poets, and I've always wanted to write a poem about a hawk the way that those poets have written a poem. I'm thinking of the British poet Ted Hughes. He wrote a famous poem called Hawk Roosting, which is a dramatic monologue of a hawk. He also wrote a poem called The Sparrow Hawk, Closer to Home in Canada. I loved uh, the title poem of Randy Lundy's book, The Gift of the Hawk. And also uh, Karen Soley, in her latest chapbook, has a poem called Miscalculation. And the first stanza is about a hawk and very much the power structures. And so, inspired by that, I wanted to write a poem. But of course, the second link, life, is because I live in Toronto, and Toronto has so many ravines, and it's a paradoxical thing that you can ride the subway and step outside, and then five minutes later, you're in woods with like foxes and coyotes and rabbits. And hawks are always circling above fields by the lake or even in downtown Toronto. And I still have the vivid memory of watching hawks slowly circle above me, whether it's in a ravine or whether it's along Lure Street. 
And so with that memory in mind of my own life, I want to write a poem about a hawk. And this is what happened. Did it take you a number of months or attempts to come up with the poem? Well, I guess you'd say it took me years since it was years ago since I first saw uh, Ted Hughes's poem. But when I actually tried it, it came relatively easy. And I was quite surprised. And the element of luck for me entered in the line, uh, when the hawk slowly circles above us, it flies the way we'd walk after dinner. And that was a line that personally took me by surprise. And it came without any forethought or any preparation. And when I read it, I was very pleased, sort of standing back, because there's a connection between the hawk and the human, which was not made until that point. And uh, that gave me the impetus just to finish it and came very much on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yusuf Komenyaka talks about that element of surprise, that for him, he loves it when he writes something and he's like, oh, whoa, where did that come from? It's exactly that same uh, sensation, sort of like the magic. And that's one reason why I like to write poems, because you never know where it's going to lead you, where it's going to go. Uh, for this one, I really like the form of the couplets and the enjambment which sort of gave me control and also a channel just to keep moving forward. And so for me, it was the lucky effect of finding the right form and the right subject and the right time and the right memory, and they all converged together to write this poem. I did fool around with it thinking, should it be a hawk? Should it be an eagle? <laughs> because I thought there are political overtones between hawkish and hawks and the eagle. Uh, but I replaced hawk with eagle. Uh, the political tones were a bit too overt. And having never yet seen an eagle in Toronto, even though I know they are around, it was a leap of imagination I couldn't quite make yet. So you live in Toronto. I'm wondering what your life is like here, aside from writing. What's your life like these days? These days, because it is summer, I love to explore the ravines the ponds. Toronto is like a secret treasure trove of natural places that even though it's in the midst of the city, you can find quiet and tranquility and sort of unexpected surprises every day if you look carefully. Mm. That's, I guess, the poet's mindset or approach. Yes, because you never know what's going to happen to you, what you're going to see and what sparks another impression, another memory. Do you go walking and exploring at a certain time every day? I find that in the afternoons, it's always a good time to explore. Uh, for practical reasons, at nighttime, there's too many mosquitoes and bugs. Uh, because in the afternoon, there's so much clarity, there's so much light, you can see things. And I like to walk through places like the Rosedale Ravine or the Brickworks because you never know what you're going to see and it's unexpected. Some, suddenly a fox might come out of nowhere or a deer might come out of nowhere. And so it's never the same routine twice. That's great. I'm wondering if we could turn now to the landscape of poetry. And I'm wondering uh, if there's a particular poet or a poem 
that really inspires you, uh, excites you, or interests you in some particular way? And if you could explain why. Oh, that's like asking <laughs> uh, to pick favorites. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, recently, a book that really excited me was Calling a Wolf a Wolf by Kava Akbar, which has been published in the States by Alice James and also been published in Britain by Penguin. And I love the insight and the wit and the intelligence of his poetry. I see he's been published literally everywhere, it seems. He's quite celebrated now, but that was his first volume. He's also a great uh, person for interviewing poets themselves. He has his dive diaper site where he interviews other poets. So he's a fan of poetry himself. And that's one poet that really excites me now with that one book. Great. Well, I'm here with Kevin Irie. Again, his poem is from the summer 2018 issue of ARC Poetry Magazine, and it's called Hierarchies, the Northern Harrier Hawk. Thank you. Oh, thank you.